LIW, The Walking Dead, and Fear the Walking Dead review. Hello, citizens. Welcome to LIW, The Walking Dead review, episode 130. Today I'm doing The Walking Dead 904, The Obliged. That's right, The Obliged. The Obliged. DB. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> full disclosure, which I always do, uh, I have seen every single episode of season nine. And that should tell you something, because I was going to do one at a time and fucking suffer through based on previous seasons, and I was so like, oh, here we go, another episode. But I just burned through them in like two days, maybe three days, and I just sat there and watched them and took my notes, and I had like, I don't know, fucking eight pages of notes. And uh, so it's been like a week since I've seen this episode, but luckily I remember what happens <laughs> for the most part. A lot of characters, a lot of lot going on. And I just want to say right off the bat before I start, it's weird because I feel like the the show has completely corrected its course, almost 100%. And I will get into this later on uh, in a moment once I start talking about a certain character who I've had real fucking issues with. But it's kind of interesting because I feel like, uh, what's her name, Angela King? Is that her name? The, the executive producer that took over the show this year. She's also writing some episodes. I want to just, I think she, I really do believe she's listening to shows like this and she's listening to the fans she, you know, on Twitter and, and different sources. And she went, okay, this is what people are having issues with. Let's go ahead and fix those issues. Issues such as they want to care about our characters. Why can't we do that? So she just fucking did it. And later on we get some stuff with Daryl, which I was hinting at. I'm just going to say it now. So fuck it. Where he actually speaks. He has lines of dialogue instead of grunting. And I'm like, holy shit, they did it. They fixed They fixed my issues. It's insane to feel like you've been listened to. And I feel like I'm coming back to the show now, and I feel like I might actually continue doing the review because I don't absolutely despise the show anymore. And it feels weird because that should, the, the Negan season should have been the, like the pinnacle, should have been like the high point. But instead, I couldn't wait for it to be over, and I fucking didn't even care in the slightest about it. In fact, I was like actively rooting against it. I'm like, get it over with already. It's so bad. I don't care about what happens to these characters. Like, it's bad when I don't even care if they. Not so much as like they're not good people. I don't care about what happens as far as like, oh, they can get hurt or they can get, you know, they can. I, I, I don't have a plan of action for them. Whatever happens, if they break up with that person, that's fine. If they do this, that's fine. But as far as like, kill the character, I don't care. I don't, I don't care if they're on the show again. That's fucked up. Especially when I already care about the characters from the comic. But this one starts off with uh, Michonne. She's kind of like bored. She feels like a housewife. It feels like she's walking around. She's fucking like going... It's basically like her doing housework. And then it kind of like she you see her like progress into the outside. And she's killing zombies at night. Just like super fucking bored. Wants to kill zombies. Wants some action in her life. Wants to feel useful. Something like that. She goes outside. She starts to use a... A weapon, and she realizes it's a baseball bat and just stares at the blood on it, and she's kind of having flashbacks of, of Negan, obviously. There's no barbed wire on it, and it's not named, as far as I know. But there's a lot of baseball bat references in this episode. Uh, we cut to Hilltop, and we still have Maggie the bitch. Uh, she's, she's running Hilltop. All she wants to do is, so it pretty much seems like all she thinks about anymore is killing uh, Negan, sneaking into Alexandria and killing Negan. And Jesus is like, you're kind of being a bitch, like a horrible bitch to everybody. Maybe you should stop being such a horrible bitch. And she's like, I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to do it. And he's like, fucking fine. And uh, he, she decides to go for Alexandria. 
which is the stuff I do want to see. And this is the another thing they're starting to fix is that these our groups, our camps are starting to unravel. It's not just all like, hey, sunshine and roses, everything's great, Every, life is great here. They're really starting to have like inner conflict, which is what I've been asking for for a while. I want to see how they live in this world more than I want to see them fight a villain of the week or the villain of the season as far as uh, uh, Walking Dead goes. It's it's getting to the point where, it got to the point where I was like, here comes the new people to fight. And then that even happens in this season, but it feels like it's blended into the storyline of the characters. It's not just, here they are, watch these people fight each other. Okay, that's over. Moving on. Everything's fine. No, here they are again. Different group, though. Different name. And I'm like, oh, God, it's so repetitive. Everyone agrees. Everyone agrees. <laughs> it's insane. But this, this season, and I'm, I'm not going to spoil anything, but they weave in their character plots. They weave in their drama. Because what I want is a, essentially a soap opera set in the post-apocalypse, during the zombie apocalypse. That's what I want to see. That's what people, people don't realize it. They don't want to word it that way. But that's really what you want to see. You want to see how these people live in this world with each other, and it's not going to be like overly dramatic like a soap opera, but really it's going to be their day-to-day lives, how they're living like that in the, in the world. That's what the comic is. And even if it weren't the comic, that's still the more, more fascinating way to watch it, is how are these characters going to live with each other, with outside forces, with the trust issues when they bring in new people? That's always fascinating. And sometimes they do it right, sometimes they fuck it up in this, in this show. And they even have a plot line later on about that. About that exact thing. And it was... I, I really enjoyed it. And I feel weird being positive for, for once in this show. Uh, for a whole season. It's going to be interesting. This is going to be a weird little experiment. And I hope they keep it going. I hope she stays on. I really do. Because she fucking killed it this season. And apparently... I, I talked to Frank and I was recommending it this season. He's like, yeah, you're the third person to tell me that. I go, okay. They're listening to people. They're listening to shows like this. It feels weird to have a little... To almost feel like I have a little bit of influence over the show. Not as far as like, I don't want to tell them how to write, but I want to care. And that's it. And there's some things you can do to make me care about your characters that I've been watching for nine fucking years, eight fucking years at that point. Is that too much to ask? I don't, I don't think it is. But it's interesting that they're actually listening. And But the characters are evolving and you see how they, they conflict. They butt heads with each other and they have to deal with situations that might not be the end of the fucking world, but it is to them. Like her wanting to kill Negan is is a fuck. It's a consuming her, and that is vastly more fascinating than just watching her fight someone. Literally fight someone. Watching her fight her own people and fight her own mind is vastly more fascinating as a character standpoint. So there, congratulations, Walking Dead. Congratulations, Kang. You're fucking killing it so far. I, not to spoil, I, I love the whole season. I'm not saying that so far. I just don't want to get into the future episodes. Is what I'm getting at there. You, you killed this season. It is great. Killed in a great way. Not killed like make viewers stop watching like the previous seasons. She did a really good job. I'm very very proud of her. If if she's listening, if you are listening, good job. Honestly, I would tell you if I didn't like what was going on, and I I like it through and through the whole season. Some weird choices as far as time jumps. Some weird choices there, but I feel like I know why they did that, and we'll get into that. But so far, so good. No complaints. No real huge complaints. Your show is working the way you're doing it, and that is all I ask. I don't want to be miserable watching it, and I feel like I have been previous years. Anyway, so uh, Maggie decides to go for Negan is what I'm getting at. 
Uh, we see a bunch of water flowing under, like rushing under the bridge that they're building. It's like semi-built. It's halfway there. And we're, they're kind of like, if this keeps up, like, we're gonna, how are we going to build our bridge? So everyone takes time out because they can't work on the bridge while the water's rushing underneath it. Kind of hard to do that because um, you, you, you drown. Because you drown makes it hard. The uh, Especially when they have tools that are like Amish tools. They're not using like power saws or anything that they could easily use. But they're using like hand-built saws. It's fucking weird. But anyway, so Carol tells Rick that she's bringing her people back to Kingdom because they can't build the bridge. And she's getting like, we need to take care of our people. And you're starting to see like them faction off. Because the whole thing about the bridge is that it's supposed to be bridging. There's a metaphor later on, which I'll get to where it's bridging these communities together to keep them together, literally keep them together to work on the bridge and like build, build the bonds, and it is not working. And for once, it's not working because of the inner conflict, not because some outside source came in and knocked the fucking bridge down and said, fuck you. Like, oh, it's my bridge. You people pay a toll. Like, it, that's not the reason. It's because they can't hold it together themselves. And that is so, so much more satisfying to watch than just villain of the, of the season. And the villain of the season in this season doesn't really break them apart. Spoiler for later episodes. She, she's just they're, they're, they're just there, and they have to deal with them. And that is, again, vastly more fascinating to watch than, than just fucking governor showing up and putting his boot in their faces and going, "You're, I'm a bad guy." And Negan's fun to watch. Don't get me wrong, but he had he had a very similar vibe to to the governor. Almost the exact same thing. Uh, he just led in a different way. So it's interesting to see how they deal with each other. And that's what we're dealing with right now. Because Rick is pretty, pretty fucking pissed that she's going to take her people back to the kingdom. And they start to get ar ar argue. And then Jerry shows up and tells Rick that Maggie's bringing, Maggie's going to Alexandria to kill Negan. And he's like, oh, God, oh, God, we got to deal with this right now. <laughs> he starts to realize how big of an issue this can be. This can be as far as like, because all he's doing at this point is damage control. Trying to save all these groups and keep them together. And he can just see them falling apart. And it does not play out the way he hopes, and that is great to watch. He uh, he he radios in like we gotta we gotta stop Maggie. You know, go ahead and stop her. Don't let her into Alexander. Do not do that. And hear someone on the radio be like, yeah, yeah, that's great. I can I can do that. Super. Yeah, I'll totally stop her. Uh huh. And then uh, he decides to go back to Alexandria, and and uh, uh, Daryl's like, I'll take you. He's like, all right, we'll, we'll go. And I'm like, oh, I have a bad feeling about this because Rick is on their side. Is on Maggie's side. <laughs> do not, <laughs> do not go with him. But he takes he takes Rick with him. Uh, I guess they messed. With, he realizes when they start. He, uh, sorry, Daryl like pulls the bike over and he's like, what, what's going on? What's going on? And he realizes he messed with the relay, so it didn't really go to Alexandria when he's talking on the radio. It went to their people. They start to feel like have a full on fucking fist fight again, which we've previously seen. This one leads into a pit, and they fall into a giant pit. And then Daryl starts to scream, and he's. He starts, this is when he has dialogue and Daryl speaks and, and says what he's feeling in, in a Daryl way. He's not going like, oh, when I was four, my dad. He, he does a little bit of that later on, but this season, this, this uh, scene rather, he just has dialogue with Rick and tells Rick why he's doing the things he's doing, which we haven't seen Daryl do, and I don't even know how long. I can't remember the last time Daryl spoke with someone. It was probably with Carol back in like season five. It's honestly been years since Daryl hasn't just grunted. Even when he was a like a basically a shit and piss mop bucket guy in the in the sanctuary, I still didn't care for him. And he looked sad as shit, but he wasn't doing anything. He wasn't a character. He was just a shit and piss mop janitor. And I don't, I didn't I was like, "All right, well, you, you can kill him. Go for it." 
And here we are. He's speaking. He's like, this is how I feel. I feel like we need to kill Negan because fuck that. We, we need to end this shit. We can't let him group people up again. And he like really has an emotional scene and Rick doesn't agree with him at all. Um, they also revealed in this, in this scene here that apparently Oceanside, I didn't realize that was the name of the lesbian coven in the woods. I didn't realize I've been calling it that for years or however long they've been on the show. It's apparently it's called Oceanside. I don't know if that's a new term or if they brought it up before and I didn't care. But it's called Oceanside, so that's good to know. I could put that in my little Rolodex of, of names. I get to keep track of another fucking place. Oceanside, the lesbians in the woods. Got it. So, Negan and uh, Michonne talk. She goes down there, talks to him, trying to get him to eat because he won't eat. They get in another emotional scene here that's uh, also in the comic a little bit. They uh, He reveals, like, you know, maybe... Basically saying, like, I am the worst. Like, what the fuck? Like... You people think this is going to last. Rick's little king, Rick's little plan is going to fall apart, and you guys are going to see that so quickly because it's falling apart right now. Turns out Negan's right, but um, he also reveals like his wife died of cancer, and he wishes he had a kid, and he has like an emotional scene with Michonne, and it's really nice. Again, my, my soap opera theory is paying off because it's the characters are talking to each other about their lives and about what they want or what they need or what they miss or what, 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 something. They're talking to each other. And it's playing out, and it makes me care. And this is all I was asking. Again, it's not that much I was asking for. Make me care about your characters, and this is how you do it, by having them relate to each other or don't relate to each other in the Daryl Rick thing we just mentioned. They weren't relating to each other at all, but they're saying what they, what they want and what they think and what they feel, and it's nice. And I'm like, here we go. I'm, in, I'm on board. It's not... It wasn't that big of a request, I feel. And, and it's, they're proving it wasn't that much of a request because it's just these couple little little scenes. I mean, I really didn't say what, a whole lot about it right there. The actual scene, they just talk. And it, it's enough. It's enough to push it over. And I'm so excited. But anyway, so uh, last we saw, Jadis uh, took Father Gabriel because he followed her to the trash heap when she was trying to escape. She freaked out because people were turning on her. They thought she was the one that killed... What the fuck was his name? One of the sa- uh, saviors. But she wasn't. Because it was a fucking... The woods lesbians, the Oceanside people. I'll try to use the term. I'll try to use the word Oceanside. Anyway. She uh, she has Father Gabriel on a, on a little plat- on the platform on the ground. Just like she did with uh, Negan uh, last year, I want to say. Last season. And she like wheels over a zombie and like puts it over top of him. And he's like, why? What's <laughs> what, what did I do? Like, we were, we were going to fuck. Like, why are you trying to kill me now? <laughs> I have no idea what's happening. He's like, she's like, if you want to go, go. Like, we're stronger together. But, all right, well, why are you killing me over this? I don't understand. And then she finally lets, you know, wheels the zombie away and lets him, starts to let him go. But just puts a rag over his face. And then he, he passes out. Apparently, she's got, like, chloroform rags just all over the place. She's lousy with chloroform rags. Take some coffee there. Sorry. Um, I did... I don't know, three hours of podcast last night for Twilight Zone, and it's the next morning, and I'm just uh, holding on to my voice, what I have left, what I have left of it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Jed and the Saviors, they storm on Carol. They, they, all, they, all they want is their guns, and they want to leave. And she's like, no, we're not doing that. And they're going to go after, I guess what they really want is they're going to go after Oceanside for killing the, like I mentioned, the, they killed the, the Saviors in the, in the last episode, or the one before that, or whatever the fuck that was. Probably the one before this, right? They're going to go and they're going to kill those uh, woods lesbians in Oceanside. Um, and this is when we're starting to see these people really starting to turn on each other. 
and I kept waiting for it to be like Rick to show up and do a major speech because that's what we've been conditioned for. Rick is going to lead them out of this. Rick is going to be the guiding light. And that doesn't happen because Rick doesn't show up to do a speech. They they start like they're going to go for storm Oceanside and he doesn't show up and do a speech. I'm not going to say what happens until we get there in a couple couple minutes here, but a big like fucking fight breaks out. <clears throat> um Negan, they, they finish up the conversation with Negan and Michonne. He's like, he wants to see Lucille. He's like, where is she? I miss her so much. And he's like, she's like, I don't know, out there. He's like, you just left her out there, and he freaks out. And then she leaves, and he's like, he just starts going crazy and like headbutting the wall like crazy, just like, like smashing his face in the wall. You can tell he's like, at the point where he's like really missing his old life, especially not just his wife, but like. Missing having some sort of control over these people. Missing having people follow him. Missing having, obviously, a wife. But just misses, like, mattering and his role and how, how, how important he was in his fucked up way. And he just misses that. And he's sitting in this cell. And he's like, I can't even get out to get my bat. And you're like, Inter- I'm interested in seeing where his character was going to play. And again, I've seen it, but... And in this time, I'm going to speak in the present tense. When I'm when I'm watching this, I was thinking I'm I'm interested in seeing where this goes, where his mind goes, because I know what happens in the comic, and I feel like they're probably going to do something like that. But I also know it's Andrew Lincoln's last year, and I don't think they're going to fast forward that quickly, like through all of the Whisperer stuff. It feels like this is a setup for the Whisperer stuff, which thank you. For not either fast forwarding the whisperer shit, or and thank you for not having it end with a big epic half battle. They didn't do any of that, and it's so beautiful <laughs> that they didn't, because I was I didn't predict what was going to happen in the way they did it quite so much as I have in the previous seasons. Again, they don't really stray that far from the comic this season, but they stray enough where I didn't know where they're going to do. I didn't know where the end point was going to be. I wasn't like, this is where it goes. This is where it ends. This is this. Like previous seasons, I guessed almost exactly what would happen. Like almost episode for episode. Like this is leading to this and that's literally that and da, 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 da. And maybe they'll do this, but it's going to do this. And I'm like, for sure, shit, they did it. And this season's been nice. Nice with that. But the uh, Rick and uh, Daryl, they're trying to climb out of the pit. He's, he's grabbed on some roots and he's pulling himself out and, and Daryl starts to climb up after him. The zombies begin to pour in and they're kind of fighting him off. That was a cool little scene. Again, this nice little zombie scene where it's not 100% about the zombies. The zombies are just there and it's like peppered in. It's like, they are there and that's all I want to see with the zombies. They're, they're there. They are a threat, but people are the real fucking threat. And then Rick's like, literally, this is when he says the line, like, I'm not destroying the bridge. I can, I can find another, another way. We need it. And I'm like, get it? The bridge is the metaphor for holding these people together. If you destroy the bridge, you destroy the bonds between these communities. More coffee. Get it? Do you get it? Because I get it. It didn't bother me, but I was like, I get it. Okay. So Michonne, they show Michonne, she's reading a book to Judith on the porch, and then she's flipping through that, and then she sees a baseball bat, and she sits and stares at it for a good while. And I'm like, what are you thinking about? She's thinking about the beginning there, how she she realizes why Negan misses it, I guess. Not so much like being a tyrannical dick, but misses being out in the world and, and making an impact and, and literally fighting and for you know, because that's what she's doing in the beginning of the episode is going out and killing zombies, 
which is what I think they should do all along, is non-stop kill zombies, because, like I said, they are there, and if there's enough of them there, they will combine and make a massive army, and that's how, that's what gets you some whispers, motherfuckers. Again, I've been arguing against the whisper, or, I've been saying you should kill zombies since I knew the, before I knew the whispers even existed, before I got to that point in the comic. It's, it's, it just makes sense to th- constantly be killing zombies, having crews that just kill zombies, because it just makes your lives easier. It, it can only make your lives easier if there's less zombies around, because they will either be stragglers and bite you from when you're not expecting it, or they will just show up out of nowhere and combine and walk together and form a massive herd, which you're constantly having to fight. There's a whole half a season of this show about Daryl leading zombies, zombie herd away on a fucking motorcycle. It is insanity that they'd rather deal with a herd than just kill the stragglers before they form a herd. It just, it, it's maddening to me, but is a writing perspective, I get it. I'm just saying, if you were in this world, that's what I would be doing. It, I'm not going to hold a show against the, that against the show because they're not doing that because they have to deal with other shit, but I would focus so much on getting, killing zombies that that would be my, uh, my mission. Anyway, and then she like flips fi- past the book and kind of skips to the end. She cheats Judith out of half the book. It's pretty funny. Uh, Maggie is uh, on the horse. She's on the heroin. She's, she is a junkie at this point. Full-blown junkie. Didn't expect, again, some twists and turns this season. Didn't see that coming. Threw me right off. She's just like in an alleyway shooting up. Maggie's on a horse. And she's she's uh, going to Alexandria. She's with some guy. And then um, we keep, we cut over and we see Rick on a horse as well. He, he fled with on a horse. He's going to lead the, uh, the herd away from the communities while Darrow goes back. And Rick's like sacrificing himself. It feels like, and he's like trotting away. Leads the herd into another herd, and then the horse freaks out and throws him off. And he lands on some rebar, on some like concrete that's been broken apart on the side. He lands, and the rebar goes right. You don't. We don't really see where it is, but it ends up being like his, kind of like his ribs, uh, on his left side. And he's all bloody, and he just lays there and watches the two armies kind of coming at him, like two different herds coming at him. And it's interesting. And I'm like, holy shit. They injured the shit out of him. Because we know it's his last season. And I'm like, what? Oh, okay. Well, he he's going to get up. And then, like, some, you know, Daryl's going to come grab him. Jadis is going to come grab him because we saw her leaving. Someone's going to come grab him. Here we go. And we will talk about what happens and what comes after. What come after is what my note says. But I'm pretty sure it's comes after. But uh, we will get there. And I, I will say... Because I don't want to go any longer and keep keep uh just keep talking about how well of a how good of a job they did I should say uh, but good job was, I didn't expect what the fuck happened with Rick I, I didn't expect you to actually f- uh, finish up or or continue with the inner turmoil being the major threat of the season and they do that and it's fucking glorious and I'm so excited. <laughs> I've already seen the episodes, and I'm excited to talk about it here on my show. And that is a... It's been such a long time. It has been... If you listen to the show, it I barely can get these things out. With like, And I'm fucking angry, and I'm just like... Blah, 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 and I'm going a million miles an hour, and I'm just fucking angry and, and just stirring my hate. It's just like... Ugh, just stirring, and I'm like swimming around in it, and I'm just angry. And here I am, calm, drinking my coffee, and... Just enjoying my morning, talking about The Walking Dead, and it's been quite a goddamn while. Years. Most of these episodes, 
The only episodes I enjoy so far, this is episode 130. 130. I talk about the comics. I enjoy. That takes up, what, 28 of the episodes? And then Fear the Walking Dead. That takes up another 30 episodes. In the rest of them, except for a few scattered in here, I did season one. I did episode 201. I enjoyed those. I wasn't angry. And then I had a couple episodes. I think the Big Scary You was one of the episodes last year, the year before, when the fuck that was. I enjoyed that episode. Is that the one with Ezekiel and the Tiger? If that's not the same episode, then that one as well. But here we are, a whole season where I'm not going to be miserable. And it's, it's going to be an interesting little experiment. And I hope they can keep it together for season 10, which I am actually going to watch. And I didn't see that coming. I thought I was done. But good job, AMC. You, you, you finally fixed it, and I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be on board, and I'm going to sit here and talk about your show in a positive light. So thank you. Honestly, at this point, just thank you for listening. Even if it wasn't me, they clearly listen to the fans, the people who actually watch the show and talk about the show. So even if it weren't me, if it wasn't me, I should say, that they're listening to, because I'm not a fucking egomaniac, I don't... I don't, I don't I almost feel like they did because they fixed like specifics that I mentioned, like really slim, small specifics that would just fix the show in such an incredible way. Not that I'm like a fucking Nostradamus or anything, but like they, I, I think they are listening to this show and it's going to be weird because they're going to hear this. If they hear this season, me reviewing season nine, they're going to be like, Oh, what, what now? Like, just continue with those, just continue with those pillars you have now of me caring about your characters and making interesting complex as you, as you want storyline between these characters and how they work together and then you, you can almost do whatever you want with the with the with the how the season plays out don't make it super fucking predictable like the previous seasons but you you really have free range if i care about your characters i'm not going to be like what the fuck's going on here like when they there's stuff in the, not in the comic that's in the show that's interesting to watch because i cared it in the moment in previous seasons it was very slim very small number of scenes like that but when, when I care, I, you have, I, I'll give you more rope, I guess is a good way to say it. I, I'm, I'm rambling. Anyway, uh, until next time. In the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens.